You're listening to Thinker's What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary, and today, Susan Pitkin from The Chocolatorium. Susan is a creator of craft chocolates for chocolate lovers all over the world. Susan, it is a pleasure to have you on the What Works podcast. Thanks for having me here. So tell us, The Chocolatorium, I, I feel like that should be a movie name. You know where that name came from? I don't. Uh, when I was building my commercial kitchen, I had two local people helping me build it. My first one, my practice one, my uh, first kitchen. And um, they kept saying, we're going to come work on the Chocolatorium. And oh. I thought, well, okay, that's kind of a cool name. Yeah. So do you know Jim Jolene? Uh, no. I knew Jim Jolene. Okay. Yeah, right. He passed away. He did. Yes, mm-hmm. yes he did. So he and He Doug... was well known downtown. He was at least one of those fun guys to hang out with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he did so. I, he I credit him. He was on my board of directors, my fake board of directors. <laughs> the chocolate tasters. Yes, the chocolate, the chocolate tasters. Committee. Yes, I have. I think I have a board of directors. I can't remember who's on it. I got to look that up. Anyway, but you don't have the chocolatorium. I do not have the chocolatorium. So how I found out about Susan and and you you've been an under the radar business for the longest time because uh, here but yes. not nationally. Um, she's been. Uh, featured by Oprah in her magazine. Twice. Twice. That's impressive. And yet I spent seven, ten years in business in a registered star and did not know about the Chocolatorium. So how did you get into it in the first place? Um, it was totally by accident. I was given a block of chocolate and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Just started playing around with it and my family and my friends all thought it was good. I took some down to my mother's 70th birthday, and they were the ugliest things you could imagine. I packed them in Tupperware containers, just kind of all smooshed in there. And um, people liked them. And so I kept working them, working them, working them. And then I went out to New York to visit my sister uh, for Halloween one year, and I took individual boxes with chocolate in them. And she has a one-block... In a, in a part of Brooklyn. And in New York, you're one person removed from somebody who knows somebody else. Oh, right. And so a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call. And they said that they have a company that's launching a new fragrance line, five new fragrances at a department store in, in New York. And they asked if I could create five chocolates that tasted like their fragrances smelled. And I'm oh, like, wow. sure, I can do this. <laughs> and it was my home kitchen on my kitchen counter. And I thought oh, shoot, you know, if I'm going to be getting money for this, I better step up my game. So that's when uh, Jim Jolene offered to help me build a commercial kitchen to get started. So In your house? In my house, in my oh, basement. Wow. Okay. So And it was just exclusively for chocolate, and it was all everything, but it still wasn't right up there with code. So <laughs> I can say that now because now I do have a commercial kitchen yeah. up to code. Statute of limitations. Yes. Sure. They yeah. Prove. Yeah. They can't come back. No, that's right. <laughs> and you sold that house. Right? And we sold the house. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yes, we are far removed from that. <laughs> so now all of a sudden you're, so you go from this, this home, uh, you know, making chocolate, kind of playing around. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby. Uh, to then you're now selling your well, chocolates. Well, now I'm getting money for fragrances. it. So now it has to become a business. Yeah. And so now I have I have to buy equipment. I have to buy more chocolate. I have to get employees. I have to, you know, now I have to work. <laughs> so <laughs> to pay for <laughs> what I was going to spend to make it. So <laughs> So this was 10 years ago? Um, I actually started playing around with it about 2005, 2006. Okay. And then um, 2012 was when I got the first phone call from Oprah okay. to, uh, you know, get the chocolate in there and, and how did uh, she find out about you a couple of different ways um one of my 
uh, New York customers, was working at Glamour Magazine with someone else who has a local connection to Rockford. So oh, you, you've been selling to the New York people consistently all through? Ever since that, that was, Halloween. That wasn't a one-time thing. That no, was a, okay, it, it kept on going. Okay. And um, so um, the Rockford connection and my... New York connection were working together and they split off and one went to become editor of a magazine and one went to work for Oprah and so when Oprah was looking for chocolate the local person called and said hey would you like to some send some chocolate out yeah and I had no idea for what I didn't I didn't know and so she responded she said well Oprah's actually looking for the perfect bite of dark chocolate and as it turned out I had encountered a gentleman on a flight home from New York telling him that I was trying to find a lab that could test my chocolate because I was getting feedback from people that were watching their their sugar, their carbs, their fat. They were on insulin pumps. They were, you know, I'm not going to say that it's safe for diabetics, but the diabetics that were getting back to me were saying their numbers weren't moving. So I thought, I've got to get this stuff tested. And so he was working for Sarah Lee and he gave me his contact to get tested. And then I got this long form of results back and I had no idea how to read it. And um, I had an, uh, an acquaintance at Pepperdine University that is head of the sports dietitian department. And okay. she said that she would have her people look at the results and read them. It had numbers and letters that I had never even heard of before. And so she was telling me the results that two pieces of of this chocolate that I was making would be the equivalent of one fat and one carb exchange for people her her patients watching their their sugar and calories and fats and carbs, and you know so I'm writing all of this down and thinking, well, that could be kind of a good way for our packaging to sell our chocolate, yeah, because it was really good information. And so that's how that came to be. And then when they said that Oprah wanted the perfect bite of dark chocolate. We had it. It was a slam dunk. It just happened. Wow. So we created our packaging and shipped it off, and that's when they chose us. So, so what happened after that? Well, then it, you know, it's like it the, exploded, the, the yeah. ripple effect. You know, it continues right. to this day. Really? And um, so we've had a lot of, a lot of um, business and new customers that I would never have had otherwise. So it's been... A fun ride. So Power. one connection to another connection to another connection. Exactly. And now, mm-hmm. and now a number of years later, you said you started you know, playing around with this mm-hmm. basically in 2005, mm-hmm. and now we're here uh, as of this airing in 2018. Yes. So 13 years later from this, from this, I'm going to tinker with this to now we've got this thriving chocolatorium. Yes. Which is deserving of a movie title. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep going back to that. It's amazing. How much chocolate do you go through a day? Uh, about 75 pounds. Wow. And now, are these all to these commercial clients, or do you sell directly? Like, if I wanted to go to a chocolatorium website, can I buy directly from you? Yes. Okay. And uh, we also sell it at our tally locally in Rockford, our tally wine. So what makes your chocolate so special? Um, I get asked that all the time, and I, I really could not answer that question because I didn't think it really was. I was just doing what I, I – I'm totally untrained. I'm self-taught. So – I didn't realize that you were supposed to put certain things in there, <laughs> like <laughs> preservatives and <laughs> butter and, you know, all these other things, artificial right. flavors to get the flavor. I was using yeah. real things. Yeah. And um, so I think what separates mine is that mine are fresh. I sell them. I make them only what I know I can sell, and I make it every day. And I tell people I would rather 
sell you more chocolate more often than a bunch of chocolate and it doesn't stay fresh. So I'm feeling a little bad here for just a moment. <clears throat> there we go. We we poured a we poured a whiskey before we started this podcast and <laughs> and she's been talking the whole time but now she's got her drink in so yeah. we'll go back to the podcast. Thanks. So the you, so you you were untrained. You just thought I'm just going to start doing this thing. Turns out people love it, and and again this this so much so that Oprah not not just once. I think I heard you say twice. Yes, has chosen you as this perfect yes. bite of chocolate. Yes, I w- we were we were coming home from visiting my daughter out in Colorado, and I was listening to a podcast, uh, TED Talk, and something just triggered inside of me, and I thought you know. I'm going to go for this again. Yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> so I had met Adam Glassman, who was editor, um, Oprah's right-hand editor man. Okay. And um, so I thought, well, I'm just going to reach out to him. He can tell me no, mm-hmm. but if I don't do it, I'll never know. It'll be no anyway. <laughs> right. So I sent an email to him, and, you know, I, in the subject line, I wrote, you know, um, Rockford, Illinois, uh, Dark Secret Chocolate, you know, just some things that would make it so he knows that I'm not a spam kind of person. Yeah. And within a few hours, he responded to me and said, well, you know, I'll have my contact, you know, reach out to you. And the next day I did. And I was just hoping for a mention at some point during the year, you mm-hmm. know, New Year's or Valentine's or Mother's Day or something. And as the process was taking place, I realized, oh, no, they're, this is, they're gearing this towards another, you know, holiday gift list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. So sure enough, and um, they chose the Galapagos this year, which I have a box for you out there. Oh man, that's nice. awesome. <laughs> so let's talk a bit a little bit of business. So, you know, you started doing chocolate, right? And and you got a customer, but then you have to become, like you said, a business mm-hmm. and hire employees. What was the hardest part of that? Um, hiring employees. Probably. Really? Because I didn't have employees before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, again, I'm not an HR person. I, you know, So I was talking to a neighbor of mine one day, and I, she said, how's the chocolate business coming? I said, you know, it's, it's coming along, but I, I'm going to have to find some help this fall. I have the most boring, monotonous, routine you know, job that I need somebody to do. Do you know anybody? And she said, well, I might. And so the next day I got a phone call from some woman named Eva and I said, well, come on in, I'll talk to you. So she came in and I'm doing my professional, I don't know what the heck I'm going to ask you kind of interview. <laughs> and so the next day she showed up and she's working and she's foiling all of these chocolates and putting them in boxes. And she said to me a couple of days later, Susan, do you think we need more help? And I said, do you? And she said, yes. And I said, well, do you know anybody? And she said, I think I do. So the next day I got a phone call from Dora and Dora came in and I did a shorter interview with her and she started working and this went on for two or three days and we geared up to 12 people and so then after the holiday of course it slows down but I still had the core people working with me so it's just it just happens you know it just all seems to happen when it needs to happen Mm -hmm. so how did you you know uh, you have to start doing payroll. You're going to have to mm-hmm. do payroll taxes, things mm-hmm. like that. Did you reach out to people you knew or did you learn online? I mean, how did you kind of build that team? Um, we had an accountant 
that we had used for many years. Um, my husband has a photography studio, and um, I had been helping him for the last 20 years. And uh, So my, you weren't wholly unprepared about knowing what, what a small business is going to entail? No, mm-hmm. no. And so when my kids were grown, gone, out of the house, you know, it's like, okay, what do you do now? So this just kind of happened at that time. Had I thought, what, what you know, I know I'll just open up a chocolate business. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen that way. It, it opened me up. Yeah. So, Wow. You, you have said some really, uh, some really interesting things. I mean, all, I, I, I love everything you said, but uh, you, you said this, this thing I wrote down, said it'll be no anyway, because you, you thought, well, should, should I reach out or should I not reach out? Well, if you don't reach out, it'll be no anyway. Yes. And I think that that, that kind of mentality to just, yeah, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring because, well, if I don't, it's still a no. Mm-hmm. So what's the worst that could happen? You get a no, the same, the same result. I thought that was really cool. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, this last thing you, saw, you, you said, it seems to happen when it needs to happen. I've been listening to this, uh, this kind of di- uh, and digesting your story from, I'm just kind of tinkering around with this thing, and then I get this call because I sent this over to somebody. And then I'm flying to New York, and then I meet this other person who can, oh, they can actually send me to somebody who can mm-hmm. test my chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it does seem to kind of happen what needs to happen. Have have you experienced the feeling when you, when you don't have that? Have you kind of felt like up against something needs to happen, but it's just not the right time? I I listen to my gut a lot. Okay. It's in, intuition. Okay. Um, that seems to work really well for me. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. It's an easy answer. It's intuition. I mean, some and, and some people have good gut instincts, and yeah. some people don't. You're right. I so. did read something about mm-hmm. this that um, it really wasn't all that long ago. That that um, your gut instinct honed over time is actually a pretty good indicator of what you probably need to do. Well, you know, they they talk about an education, right? But when my daughters were preparing for the ACT, my oldest daughter. Um, they were. She, she went to take classes on how to do well in the ACT, and the, the teachers there said, Be "Go, smarter. go." No, well, oh. if if you are unsure, go with your gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Don't go back and mm-hmm. look at it again and talk yourself. Don't out of second the guess yourself. Right. Really. Just, yeah. You know, if if you look at you look at an answer because they're all multiple choice, and you're like, I'm not sure, but boy, that one looks really good. Stick with it because if you go back and overanalyze it, the statistics show you more often than not change yourself into the wrong answer. And that could be some people in business might overanalyze. I mean, mm-hmm. in your way, in your case, it was just a matter of you were doing something, and okay, so you hired somebody, and then somebody else came along, and then let's get into the the internet side of things, though, because between two thousand five two thousand eighteen, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, you know, websites, things like that, a lot has changed. Yes, mm-hmm. how have you managed in that category or in that area, and how has that helped your business? Um. Well, the website is is mostly how we do business. That's where most of our sales come from is the internet. And I'm not great at social media, so I have people that help me a lot, out with that a lot. And um, so it up until then, it was word of mouth. It was repeat business. And like I said, most of my business um, is in New York. And so I would go out there every year, and there was there would be an event where I would sell my chocolate out there and again I got really lucky with certain people you know I the people just the first event here's an example 
someone walked up to me and he, I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. And he saw my chocolate. I didn't even have samples for him to taste. And, but I was telling him my story and just talking to him. And he said, well, I'll buy, you know, all of this. And he said, but I only have $900 cash. Can I send you a check? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it turned out that it was uh, one of the, you know, front runner Google people who had retired at like age 30. And so he's been a good customer of mine, you know, forever. And um, so just, so then you think, wow, this is who does this? Right. You know, it's it's not. I wasn't that familiar with it. So it just those kinds of experiences have, have happened over and over and over again. And um, another story: I was working in my garden one summer, hot summer, and you know how you get the tunnel vision heat stroke thing going yeah. on. So I went up on the porch and I'm reading a Cooking Light magazine, and I came across this article about a, a store down in Atlanta. And it was a cheese man talking, and it sounded like a pretty cool place. And my husband was working down in Atlanta at the time, so I called him up and I said, if, have you ever heard of this place called Star Provisions? And he said, well, as a matter of fact, it's right around the corner from where we work. I get coffee there every day. Oh and he had chocolate. I said, can you just run over and ask for Tim? And so he went over and he talked to him. And a couple hours later, I got a phone call back, and they said, um, our chef, who, who was a you know, one of these Michelin star chefs at the restaurant attached to this store wants to sell your product. Mm. And so they had me come down to do a demo and I was down there, you know, just handing out samples and talking to people. And about two o'clock in the afternoon when it's slow, this beautiful girl walked over, beautiful eyes, really friendly and nice. And she's trying all of this and asking me all these questions. And so then she said, honey, come over here. And I look up, and it's Ryan Seacrest. No way. Yeah. And he said, so tell me about your business. And so I'm telling him my story. <laughs> and he said, well, you seem like a very vivacious person. It seems to be agreeing with you and working really well. And they pretty much bought everything else I had on my table. Wow. So it was, you know, those kinds of things happen to me over and over again. And I don't set out to have them happen. It's, it just happens. I think Mark so, Twain, didn't he say something about luck? He says, I... I I'll, I'll butcher it up, but, but I think he said something like this. I feel like I'm a lucky guy, but uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Do you, yeah. well, do you feel say, that it some comes of this back is hard quality, work? Right? And Doesn't hard it? work. And hard work. Yes. Yeah, it's not easy to bake no. anything or, or And it's make a messy anything. sport. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The chocolate, I mean, you've this is there is a bit of science behind it. Yes. And you've had to learn that. And it's heavy. These boxes yeah. are 50 pounds each. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're working it. I'm up, you know... Four thirty-five o'clock every yeah. morning, and I work all day long. Yeah. Well, I've noticed your biceps have increased in size over the they years. They have. <laughs> I, am, I am freakishly strong. <laughs> but it does come back to quality, right? I yes. mean, anybody, everybody gets an opportunity at some point in their life. They they might not even realize they've gotten it, and if if they're not prepared or if what they have to show isn't good enough, well, then you've missed that opportunity. But every time it seems like you've had that opportunity, you were able to give them a good product. I work really hard to do that. I, I, if I don't like it, it's not going to be put out there and I don't sell it, you know, at more than two or three days after I make it. That's, I have a lot of happy friends and family. They get leftovers. But, <laughs> they get all leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> and now the grandkids, they know exactly where they are. <laughs> so you were also saying that you like uh, to go and whenever you go somewhere, you visit 
chocolate places. Yes. Try to see how they do I it. I buy a lot of chocolate. I just want to see what's out there. Like First I said, of all, you get to write all that off, which is cool. <laughs> that, <right>? That's one, <laughs> one perk. But I just want to see what other people are doing because, like I said, I didn't go to school to learn this. And so I want I want to see what else I can see what's out there and taste other chocolate and um, support other people that are making chocolate. And um, so I, I try to see what I can find out in the world. You were saying New York is kind of the chocolate capital. It's not Hershey, it's New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fair question because I don't want Hershey's coming, knocking on my door. It's a different kind of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, we make different products. But New York has some great chocolate. There's a lo- you know one place, but it's a smaller place. It's not well known, but they it's the one place where I found that I really like their chocolate. So We won't tell them. We won't say anything. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah, of course. The, well, this is this is fantastic. When when you think of what's ahead for the Chocolatorium, what are you what are you gearing up for, or do you just kind of wait for things to come? Um, I'm always looking for something new. I'm always trying to come up with a, a different something because I, I like to create. I like to invent new products. Okay. Um, so I'm always always doing that. But I didn't set out to do this business. I had no idea the path that it was going to take. And if I knew what was around the corner, I'd want to be there right now. So it's, it's taking its natural course and it will, it will happen. Something will happen. I can't tell you what it is. I, I just want to continue to grow it with the way I'm doing it now. And just, you know, I'm an opportunist. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to say yes to it. What an interesting perspective. Alex, who's, who, who has sat here and said, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what's ahead. I'm just going to take whatever that comes next. Well, because I was thinking that way. A lot of the people we've talked to, they want something to happen, and they work really hard at it, and they they try several different things, um, and and you get inspired by that, right? They're 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 going to be successful no matter what because they're mm-hmm. just going to keep trying till mm-hmm. they find the right thing. Mm-hmm. And yours is kind of an opposite story of you just enjoy doing something, and this happened, this happened, this happened, and now you have a, a growing and thriving business. So, but it can, it can work either way. I mean, does it come back to, you know, finding something you really like to do and doing it opens doors in it, in and of itself? I think so. I, I, I'm good at what I do. I enjoy the people that I work with. I have an amazing team of ladies that without them, I I don't know what I would do. I mean, it, it, it's become more of a therapy session every day, too. Is the Christmas you know? bonus chocolate? I just more <laughs> chocolate. No, they get, ladies, all, they get enough chocolate. They, they get enough chocolate. You get chocolate. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, and it's not that I'm just sitting back waiting for something to happen. I know it's going to happen. And... Um, mm. That's I, profound. Have uh, so there's there's a book I can't remember the name of it. Darn it all! If I had a better memory, I would remember this name of the book. How can well, you might have remembered it before the drink. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was gonna say it's the vodka. But it could be vodka. <laughs> but so there's there's a there's a book. It's from the 1930s. But anyhow, it talks it talks about this idea that that when you put something in your mind and you just concentrate on that thing, it, the it, you tend everything tends to kind of craft your entire life kind of crafts around that thing mm-hmm. and then things just begin to happen. Right. And that seems to be your experience that you, uh, you fall in love with this idea. It's like, what's that saying? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and even though it's hard, it's difficult work, right? But you love it and you continue to do it. And with this mindset of, yep, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And we're just going to continue to do this thing and deliver, deliver on that promise mm-hmm. with a great product. Things are happening for you. They are. I'm, you know, and I get a lot of special requests from people and I always enjoy doing those. And and that kind of grows it too, because you, I'm, I'm finding that customer service is key to, mm. to this business. Okay. Um, and I'm very fortunate with some people that have called on the phone, you know, customers that don't want to order over the, over the internet. They yeah. don't want to put their credit card in there, which I totally understand. But when this Oprah thing hit, I would get some customers that were sending me cards saying, Susan, I saw the packaging. I recognized the packaging in the Oprah magazine and I knew it must be you, you know, and <laughs> how cool is that? These customers, I have no, yeah. I, I've never met them and yeah. they're, and they recognize me out in the world. That's you amazing. Know, it's pretty cool. So, so let's, let's circle back on this Oprah thing. <laughs> Just cause who doesn't want to talk about Oprah, right? Uh, did you meet Oprah? No, I have never met her. Oh, I did meet Adam Glassman though. Did you? Yes. Okay. So you didn't go on to the Oprah show and no, because her she was off the air when all of this happened. Oh. Uh, I, there's a there's a uh, there's a the spoof Oprah thing where it says and you get a whale, yeah, you get a whale, you get a public school, and yeah. you get a public school. No, I I missed that show. Okay, all right. She is the you know Oprah is the original influencer. Right, we hear about mm-hmm. that that term all the time now. Mm-hmm. Who's an Instagram influencer? This mm-hmm. and that. I think Oprah was the original influencer. I mean, she just you know she would just make stars. There's a woman down in Florida, and I and I won't say her name, but her family is very well known. Betsy. <laughs> That's it. Oh. How'd you know? And when the first Oprah magazine came out, we had a limit uh, that you could only buy six boxes at a time, just because we had no idea right. w- what we would do. She bought. Eight times. No way. Yeah. So she had, I, I, I don't know if she was bathing in it. I have no idea what she was doing <laughs> with it. But we never heard from her again until 2017 when we were in the Oprah magazine again. And again, oh, she ordered 50 boxes this time. She must have a holiday party or something mm-hmm. right. that I'm guessing that she's giving them out as gifts. Sure, is all of the Yeah, but it's only choices. But it's only because of Oprah because it's only been those two times. Two, wow. Do you do, do you do the shipping yourself or do you outsource that? No, we do the shipping. We do everything in house. Okay. In fact, all of our printing for all of our boxes uh-huh. is done by Rockford Litho. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Valley uh, Packaging makes our boxes. We try to do local as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So, like when you get an order, you're like, "Oh my god, hey, Denmark!" It's the first time we've gone to Denmark or stuff like. That. You ever have that kind of moment? Um, Germany. Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How many continents? So, okay, so you. Who, who, what continents have had your chocolates? Is it just U.S. and Europe right now? or um, ship, Shipping is kind of – Canada, we've, we ship to Canada. Okay. Uh, but it's just it's, – it's kind of tricky shipping because there's some countries that won't let you import chocolate to it right now. So Really? Just, there's like a chocolate war? I don't know. I is think there? so. There's, a, there's yeah. a chocolate police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they're, want chocolate better than theirs in their country. They're employed by Hershey. <laughs> that could be. It's, it's something like that. Yeah. So, so here's a here's a, a dumb question, but it interests me. German chocolate. What's different about German chocolate? I have no idea. Okay. Have you had it? Have you you done that? I've had German chocolate cake. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. What's what's that about? Sweet. So you, you go really to New York sweet. all the time. You haven't hopped on a plane yet. To go to Germany. No. Oh, no. No. That's got to be nice. No. Not yet. It, it's coming. So you sell to consumers through your website, yes. Chocolatorium. Uh, you sell to stores. 
I sell to I sell to stores down in Texas, down in Atlanta. Wow. Um, you know, just certain locations. Mm-hmm. So. And to restaurants, it sounds like. Um, no. Or no. Well, so you sell to Artali, which is a yes. wine. Uh, it's a liquor store, I guess. Yes, they have cheese, crackers, yeah. coffee. Right. Okay. And they're so friendly and helpful, yeah. and it's not an intimidating place to go to at all. No, it's amazing. It's a yeah. great place for sure very friendly people and help you find anything you want. Mm-hmm. So what's, yeah, I had asked you kind of what's on the horizon, what's next for Chocotorium. And you're just like, well, I don't know, whatever comes. Is there something that's in your mind? Um, I'd like to build this business up to where the next step would be, it would have to be automated. Okay. And at that point, um, I think I would like to sell it. I don't want to put the capital investment into mm-hmm. automation and starting up a whole other mm-hmm. go for it yeah. kind of thing. So, And then you're going to, I have this sneaky feeling that one, if it, let's say hypothetically in the future, you were to sell this business, I have a sneaky feeling you'd go back to doing your hobby and just like make up little batches of chocolate I would. for the grandchildren. I would. I <laughs> would. Definitely you? would. <laughs> you totally would. <laughs> You'd be violating the non-complete clause. <laughs> yes. <right? laughs> yeah. Well, if they want to sell to six-year-old grandkids, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's fascinating. What, a, what an amazing story of a person who took just this hobby, allowed things to happen instead of push, 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 push. Just allowed things to come to you. But it had this kind of persistent thought in your mind, I think, that this is, I, I'm, I can do something with mm-hmm. this. This is great. And mm-hmm. you follow every little path that goes down, mm-hmm. even when, even when you, some people might stop. They might go, well, I'm not going to throw my hat in the ring. But you're like, hey, it's still a no. Right. I could just try this. Right. So you're you're seeking out opportunity. You're looking for connections. You're allowing things to happen when they need to happen. You're following your gut. You're a continual learner. I'm, I'm like, I'm writing all these things down. Uh, and that's kind of like, well, if you're doing something you love. You, it's you, just natural. Yeah, you just keep doing it. That's amazing. Um, so th- there, you're not alone in this struggle or oh, this no. thought of like of how how to get these things done. You've got you've got people who are listening to this podcast who have some dream in their heart of, and it, it might be chocolate, it might not be chocolate, it might be you know mashed potatoes or something. Um, what would you say to them? People come to you, I'm sure, all the time and, and ask your advice. What what's the kind of the, the a piece of advice. I know you probably give a lot of them, but what's a piece of advice that you give to those people? Um, I think that it's if it if it's something that you think you can do, I think you need to be honest. And I think you need to, um, if you're going to do something, if you say you can do something, you're going to have to do it. Just follow whatever you feel works for you. Whatever is in your bandwidth, whatever, even if you don't understand it, if you don't, know something just keep trying Hmm. that's awesome well it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast for those listeners are not having um quite as much fun as us um (laughs) we're sharing a drink and and just uh before we were even talking it's five o'clock whatever it's five o'clock somewhere um the uh, i think it was almost uh, i what was it Almost 20 years ago, 18 years ago. Yeah. Listeners, you haven't heard the story, but 18 years ago, I was working at a place and we had a party over at your house uh, and it was a murder mystery. Oh, and, yeah. I yeah. remember that night. And we, we hung around your house and, mm-hmm. we, and we did the whole murder mystery thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. It's interesting when you allow things to happen. 
Exactly. Right? They just they just sort of happen in the time they need to happen. So I'm 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 curious. I'm not kidding you here. I'm curious to see what comes of this podcast. It's it happened at a time when it needed to happen. Exactly. And we're connected. I'm again. I'm really curious about that as well. All right. Something will something will happen. I believe it. I do too. Truly. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan, thanks so much for coming out on the Thinkers What Works podcast. Well, thanks for having me. The What Works podcast is a production of Thinker Ventures. Learn more at thinkerventures.com. 